Oh my god, mate, what was that? Did you hear that banging? Yeah. Are they taking a piss out of us? Right. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to the Guiney waiting room. I'm Bri. I'm Alicia. And I'm Grace. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Yeah. Do you know yes. what? I've actually been singing a lot at work. I sang someone happy birthday today. Oh my god. They were like, your voice is beautiful. And I thought, oh you lying god. little fuck. You should take up a new career, girl. <laughs> I know, I, I should quit. I should quit nursing and just get yeah. into X Factor, you know. 100%. Anyway, how are you girls? All good. All good in the hood. We are good. We're good. Apart from Alicia's nearly got murdered, but yeah. Yeah. she's good. I'm, I'm good. I'm you'll good. see I'm that alive. in the. You'll see. You won't see her being murdered, but you'll see us anticipating it in the air bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> We're just waiting here, like oh, <laughs> yeah. um, while I was planning a TikTok. So if you aren't already, go over and follow us on Instagram at the Guiley Waiting Room and on and TikTok. TikTok, which is Guiley Waiting Room. Um, we post a lot over there. So little bloopers and stuff. Little bloopers, little plug snippets um i just said plug and my alexa is now like bigging at me um <laughs> i have one of those alexa plugs it's really weird i don't really understand it's like yeah, a smart like, one isn't it you could be like a word turn on my plug and um it turns it on for you so you're really lazy so you don't have to get up and turn the lamp on you can just be like alexa i don't know then you still have to like turn it on at the wall oh. so then it's on all day so, like the electricity electricity is just not good enough on Alexa. I'm really <laughs> sorry if I've made anyone's Alexa go off. <laughs> I feel like they need a code name for when you're like talking about them. Anyway, so what we're talking about today? <laughs> today we're talking all about treatments, whether we like them, love <laughs> them, hate them, if they've worked for us, all of that fun stuff. All of that fun stuff, and a range of different ones. So ones that are like very medicine based and prescription based yes. and also natural natural remedies and things like that so to hit it off we're going to play a little game that i've made up well i haven't made up the game but i have done the research on the game um of this or that it's called this or that <laughs> um some of them aren't endo based some of them are just like get to know us sort of base because i feel like we've spoken a lot about our endo but not about ourselves yeah, that much so shall I hit it off? I've got them on my mobile device. <laughs> Your mobile um, device. My mobile device. And the first one, it's quite fitting actually. Would you like it's a sunset or a sunrise? Sunset Ooh, all sunset, the way. Sunset, yeah. Sunset. I'm a sunset all the way. I yeah. love a sunset. I love a sunset. I'm not gonna get up the- for a sunrise, no chance. Absolutely not. I did it once. Yeah, it's never ne- again. It's never really worth it, is it? I feel like sunsets are more reliable. Sunrises, sunrises can sometimes be like really cloudy and misty, and just yeah. like not just attractive. You're using big words today. Sorry, I know you're really <laughs> shocking me. And this one's gonna like tear me apart because I know Lucia's answer, but coffee <laughs> or tea? <laughs> <laughs> tea. It's got to be coffee. Come on. No, it no. doesn't. Oh, tea. You love a tea. Come on. Coffee is just... Coffee's nice. Yeah, I like coffee. Tea is the just best. the elite. I'd say coffee like... Coffee is not... the best. Like, you can have you it cold up... and hot. Do you wake up in the morning and be like, oh, coffee? Yeah. Oh, tea. No. Like, oh, I, wake nice up and I'm like... mean, don't get me wrong. It has to be decaf because otherwise I'm yeah, getting same. a massive bloat on. Yeah. But... Decaf all the way. I think decaf tastes better. 
let's um Ooh, controversial let's go through as we're here let's go through our um starbucks orders just so everyone oh. gets to know us even more absolutely okay. so i'll start i get at the moment anyway but i don't want to get rid of iced coffee yet because i love it um see iced coffee maybe maybe coffee. in the winter we'll go on to warm coffee but my order is an iced latte with coconut milk has to be decaf and vanilla syrup Leash. nice gorgeous I go have for the same one. <laughs> absolutely because it's the best one. Yeah, we nearly have the same. <laughs> exactly. A decaf iced white Ooh. chocolate mocha. Mine's just a iced white chocolate mocha or a white white mocha frap. Ooh, mm. nice. It's nice as a frappe. I well. did um it's I did good. try the iced white mocha the other day with coconut milk and I did actually really like it with coconut milk. So I do love a pumpkin spice though and i feel like it's pumpkin spice season so. it is. i've yeah, never back. i've never tried it and to be honest i don't think i'd like it i've never it's tried it cinnamony either. no i, I like cinnamon. cinnamon oh i love but... cinnamon mm. no i need to try it <laughs> i hate that you don't like tea <laughs> <laughs> i just i've never sat down and been like oh yeah i'll have a cup of tea like i've tried i've tried it i've tried some of neil's when he's made it's one. all I about just, making it the right way I, I don't drink yeah. it and I'm like, mm, this is yum. I'm going to go make myself one. Mm. I do. 12,000 <laughs> well, times <laughs> yeah, but You put sugar in yours so you ruin it. No, it's better with sugar. You 100%. don't put sugar in it. That's even no. worse. No, yeah. it's not. Oh sugar my God. just ruins I have to have sugar taste. and it really, it has to be like really strong like a builder's tea with yeah. sugar. Two sugars. Perfect. Right, you are really exposing yourself right now. Am I though? You are. I feel like people are going to listen to this and just be on Team Bry. No. All right, okay, whatever you think, whatever helps you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> whatever helps you sleep at night. It's not a lot. <laughs> Super tablets. Um, okay, the next one on the kind of get to know us is: Would you rather have a bath or a shower? Um, I would rather have a shower. Yeah, I hate to say it, but a shower, a bath. See, like, a bath, I think, is like if I'm in a lot of pain and I just want to like yeah. relax. But I can't really sit in a bath for that long because it just the thought of it just makes me feel a bit weird. Having a bath literally makes. I never used to. I used to love having a bath. Had loads of bath bombs, everything. But now, when I have a bath, I get really hot, really clammy, Same. and I start oh urging and like I'm gonna be sick. Yeah, I get really, I get really lightheaded when I get out of the bath. Like, yeah. really, really lightheaded. <laughs> So anyway, I literally have to crawl straight to the toilet. This podcast has been seven minutes. So be better <laughs> so end. Seven minutes in heaven. Better, Sorry, end. better end it now. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you. <laughs> um, we are no, joking, oh but, my um, God. Uh, please. Shower over bath. bath. See, like, if, if I'm I washing my hair, before. if I'm washing my hair, shower all the way. Mm. Like, my hair's so long that if I try and wash it in the bath, it just goes not it. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I get home from work, a really nice shower. But if I'm feeling, you know, a bit stressed, a bath, mm. some bubbles, yeah, just, some oil, then there's people shave who, my legs in the bath. There's mm. people who literally, like, can have a bath for, like, two hours. I just can't. Yeah. Like... See, but this is another thing as well. I'm fine in a hot tub. Yeah, I know. It's so in weird, a bath, I'm yeah. not. So is Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Honestly. Sorry. Oh. We love a hot tub. We love a hot tub. They're fun. Lots of room for activities. <laughs> Lots of room for all Have kinds of activities. In a hot tub? Yeah. No. 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 Just Grayson. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs. Oh, as it much as it dogs. pains me to say it has to be dogs. Good. Otherwise you would have been kicked. 
yeah. no from this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Put you on mute. It would have been a guy in the waiting room with Brian Grace. Absolutely not. Doesn't have the same ring to it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Wine or cocktails? Ooh, cocktails. That's so hard, but cocktails. Has to be cocktails. Cocktails, yeah. Yeah. But I, I like, love wine, though. Wine is just easier. Yeah. To, to get your hands on isn't it i love yeah. a glass of wine but i do i love a glass of wine i'm getting a lot more adventurous with my wines as well but i swear um, you have a glass of wine every day <laughs> no comment <laughs> <laughs> but i am um, yeah i love a cocktail what's your favorite cocktail guys oh i love a mojito mojitos are nice i like a sex on the beach i do like a sex Ooh, on the beach nice. or a woo-woo yeah, Sex on the Beach, woo woo, or like a porn star martini. I think oh, that's just yeah, like martinis are good. Martini. But I can't have the Prosecco. Why? I can't drink Prosecco. It closes my throat up. That's oh my so gosh. crazy. I don't Luke's know why. Don't ever bring you a bottle of Prosecco. Yeah, I don't ever you. buy them a bottle of Prosecco. <laughs> no. Okay, so these a few more like gyne endo related ones. But would you rather have a hot water bottle or pain relief? Mm. Like, if you had to get rid of one. But what pain relief are we talking about? Like medication. Like do your... you just mean do you just mean pain relief in general, or do you mean a specific pain relief? No, just like, like on your in knees, gen- I guess. Yeah, general like. As much as I, I love a hot creative. water bottle, and I miss, I would miss them a lot. I would have to say pain relief. Because... I, I think I'm I'm agreeing with Grace yeah. on this. Yeah, I mean I, I kind have... of use both together, so it's hard yeah. to just not use. But sneakily. Would I still be able to have my electric heat pad? I don't know, because that's kind of heat, isn't it? Yeah, would that be taken mm. away as well? Maybe. The next one's going to really divide Ooh, the trio. Yeah. Oh, right. Or as I called our group chat, the podcast plebs, which yeah. I yeah. thought was really funny. But I liked no it. one we I didn't really that. respond, so Ooh. I thought that was really funny. All right. Um, <laughs> BU patches. Oh, here we go. Or a hot water bottle. BU patches. Oh. A hot water bottle. I've got one on right now. And it's supposed to be 12 hours. I'd have to say probably it depends on the weather. If it was summer like it was literally like three weeks ago and it was boiling, I'd say a BU patch. But hot heat most of the time, I'd say. Yeah. Hot water water, all the way. Yeah. Although I do like BU patches. Um, I love how you can sometimes, if I have pain everywhere, I'll use like two and I'll cut them up and I'll use like some of it on my back, some of it on my belly, some of them on my hips. Um, I'd love the smell of them yeah see that's what i can't get over it's the smell and like that tingling it's nice to be fair when i works it's like the same tingling as a tens machine but they burn me like maybe that's on red patch maybe you're like allergic it's probably do you know you've got really sensitive skin well i'm sorry there you go go. (laughs) allergic to deep heat it's it's the eucalyptus or something in it isn't it like they're meant yeah because because what eucalyptus yeah, when I wore it to work the other day, someone literally was like, oh my God, you smell really nice. You smell like eucalyptus. Mm. I was like, that's my BU patch. Yeah. Once I put yeah. deep heat on my back and then I was like, oh, it really burns. And Clearly they were like, it's meant meant to burn. And I was like, no, this burns. <laughs> like, this hurts. Like, it's burns. Oh dear. And they were telling me it's normal. And I was like, no, but it's not. So I was trying to scrub it off. And then oh when God. I like tr- managed to get it off, like a bit of my back was like blistered. It was really bad. Oh, oh. God. yeah, you're allergic then. Yeah, right. Would uh, you rather like not like a would you rather? But the next one is like paracetamol, ibuprofen, ibuprofen, paracetamol, um, ibuprofen. 
I can't, I don't really take ibuprofen. Much prefer to take like the naproxen and the paracetamol rather than See, the ibuprofen find, and paracetamol. I find that naproxen does fuck all. Yeah, yeah I hate naproxen. It, does, it, it doesn't does for me. Nothing. I, I have to top it up. Like I don't take it on its own. I take, I top it up with tramadol and um, paracetamol. <laughs> so I literally take all three. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. You can take naproxen. I know you can, and I know you can top it up with paracetamol, but yeah. I don't know you can do you can, as well. Yeah, as long as you're not taking like ibuprofen with it, because obviously it's yeah, the same you can't one. take Tramadol any other makes like me loopy. You can't yeah. take any other like steroid based. But you could take medication. like you could take like codeine or cocodamol and naproxen because oh, can't or, like that. whatever you like could. I love codeine, but what I learned the hard way is don't take naproxen and oral morph because. I searched that up and that was the day that I was like, I think I'm going to die because it said that. You you're literally not messaged me saying, I love you, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I was so stressed. I took like the tiniest bit of aura morph and I had just taken my like daily naproxen dose in the evening and I was like, I searched up online and it said you can go into a coma. So I was like, brilliant, that's me done. <laughs> but I, I made it out alive. So All good. Yeah. Okay, and the last one that I've got that kind of, I put it on Instagram the other day on the gynae waiting room and it kind of, I don't know, divided a lot of people, but it was female gynae or male gynae. Mm. What was the, no. um, it was really close on the Instagram part, yeah, wasn't, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it? Let, let me have a look. Hang on. Yeah. So we had 61% female gynae and 39% male gynae. See, I clicked on mm. the wrong one. I meant click? to click, I meant to click male gynae. Mm-hmm. You click female gynae. Yeah. I meant to click male because the female gynies that I've had have not been empathetic. Mm, and yeah. It's the same with even just bog standard doctors. When it comes to period stuff, male doctors are so much better with dealing with it than women, mm. which baffles 100%. me. I think it's but... so, it's so like drastic, isn't it? Because it's, it's also completely dependent on like the person themselves. Like, I don't even think it's like gender related. I think it's just like their personality, if they're actually empathetic or not. Yeah. When I went to a male gynae, it felt really like when he was examining me, it was like, I don't know, it just didn't feel very comfortable for me. Um, and I was then, the same. like on the other hand as well, like I was very much like, you know, can can I keep in contact? Like I know I have to have like further surgeries and stuff. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then like when I was speaking about fertility, he was like, almost being like oh well don't worry that's not going to be an issue and I was like well it might not be an issue but it might and he was like no it's not going to be an issue it was like very like not validating what I was saying um and then he discharged me so I was like oh okay so oh, yeah, yeah see, but then I've had I feel like experiences with female female guy yeah. stuff so it's so hard to yeah. I feel like emotionally sometimes the male guys that I've seen are kind of a little bit more empathetic yeah because they don't really understand like no. obviously they yeah. do because it's like that, that's their yeah. job and their yeah. degree but I feel like physically physically mm. they've never experienced period pain or anything yeah. like that yeah. but I feel like with women guys sometimes because they've experienced period pain and I feel like, like sometimes oh. they're like oh we feel yeah. good for it sort of thing yeah. Yeah. so I've had more comments like it's normal from women than men yeah but like an examination I just feel so awkward and I kind of like really tense up when it's a man yeah no I get you with that I had an internal ultrasound and I got I got asked on the phone whether I wanted a woman or a man I said a woman Mm. um and when I got there she was she was in there in the room and she said oh I didn't know I was having an internal I thought it was just an external one and she was like oh yeah we're gonna be doing internal as well I was like oh right okay that's fine um and then she was like oh I've also got a trainee with me is it all right if like they come in maybe like 
have a go using the ultrasound like they've they've done it before it's fine I said okay yeah that's fine in comes a 40 year old man oh my god and I'm like oh and I'm not the type of person to turn around and be like no sorry don't want him in the room because I just such yeah. anxiety and all that jazz. But yeah. I think I had a really bad experience with a male ultrasounder. Mm. Like it was really painful. I was asking him to stop, and he was just, you know, not being gentle. So I think that I kind of like, yeah. stems from that. Is I had a really bad experience with a male like ultrasound ultrasounder. Ultrasounder. Yeah. You went right Devonshire then. Sono- son- sonographer. Devonshire. I'm not from Devon. That was appalling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from Devon. I'm not from Somerset. Somerset. Okay, so that was our fun, my fun little game. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah, it was Nothing. fun. And I hope everyone's judging Reese for not liking tea. No. Um, <laughs> I like iced tea. Peach iced tea. Yes, beautiful. I, I do, I do like peach my, iced tea, but... That's yeah. how far my tea... I'd rather have like, a nice hot cup of tea with a splash of milk. Splash. <laughs> <laughs> Splash of milk. <laughs> Splash of milk. Splash <laughs> of milk. Um, so we're going to kind of talk talk about like our treatments that we've kind of experienced and other treatments that other people have experienced. Because like there's sense. some that we haven't had that other people have had. Yeah. Um, some of them we we all have different experiences, different experiences. opinions, all that stuff. So I'm going to kick off with one that I know we all have everyone here has a completely different view on that's contraception Mm -hmm. um so i'll kick it off i was on the pill when i was about 13 14 just for like period control and i had really bad migraines so i came off of it i went back on it i came off it for about three years um but i had really bad migraines and then when i had my lap i had a coil fitted and for the first six months i was adamant that it was going to come out because i hated it i had pain i bled all the time and then kind of seven months in, kind of finally settled down. And now I literally love my coil. I don't really have that many problems with it. Sometimes I can feel it and I'm like, ooh. But um, my coil has pretty much stopped all of my, like, she says, having a massive bleed right now. <laughs> I was um, going to say, don't say it stopped your bleeding because it bloody hasn't. hasn't like, not stopped my bleeding completely, but, like, I don't know about you guys, but my period used to last, like, literally weeks mm. so like if i get a period now it literally lasts like a few days mm. but what i still do get a lot is like really heavy bleeding for like one day it will mm. stop for like four and then i have like a really big bleed again which is currently what i'm in the cycle of um i was literally at work the other day and i thought i need to go to the toilet tmi but um i didn't know way my body just needed to get rid of loads of blood which yeah. was nice and fun um so i have the coil i kind of find it helpful it's the best contraception i've ever used gee hit it off contraception so i started i was on a combined pill when i was first started my period so when i was 13 and i tried three different ones one of them the microgynon which was like the most common um combined one maybe put on loads of weight and i just bled throughout the whole time with it they put me on it for period control because my periods were really heavy then I went on another one another combined pill a different brand um and I was on that for about a year and again heavy bleeding but I was taking it like three I took it like three months straight then would have a break and then another three months straight like that so I had like tried tried to have less bleeding um and then went on another one because that still didn't work 
I seem to like have had this thing with pills that after like a year they just stop like working and then like I just bleed continuously um and then um I had the coil fitted um back in 2018 um and had that for about three years um I had my surgery my first surgery in 2021 um the coil was okay the first couple of weeks they thought I had an infection so they were gonna have to take it out and put another one back in which wasn't great um but then it all got sorted out with like antibiotics and stuff and then um after about probably six months it settled all was okay and then on my, my third year of having it it was just I was just bleeding really depressed <laughs> ever since I went on the ever since I had the Myrena fitted I'd like been on antidepressants so my mood just completely went down with it um so on the third year I had a bit of a chat with like a gynae um from the community because my doctor surgery does like a gynae clinic clinic every once every month and um, I had a chat with her and she said that sometimes with the Myrena and like endometriosis they see that the amount of hormone that it really needs to release to calm like the endometriosis down as the years go on it's not as much because obviously it's like continuously releasing it I don't really I, I couldn't really fully understand what she was saying but she said that so they do see that sometimes with the Myrena after a few years it does need to be replaced so I had that taken out March this year um and that was an awful experience having it taken out it wasn't that bad but I remember the day you had that taken out yeah it's just like when I had it put in I was put to sleep because I was so anxious about it and um having it taken out was just so stressful it was really quick but just hearing like the rattle of it against the speculum is just disgusting oh no um (laughs) I had that (laughs) I had that taken out that it was good it managed my bleeding like I hardly bled really I only ever had spotting but the only bad thing was is that it didn't manage my pain my pain was still very much the same and obviously my mental health was quite bad when I had that um so now I'm just taking the progesterone only pill um they want to potentially put another Mirena in me during my laparoscopy but I don't really want that again so patient's choice I'm gonna say no um but yeah so at the moment I'm just on a progesterone only pill um because my body doesn't want extra estrogen because that would just make my endo go crazy so in terms of my contraception i started when i was 15 i went on the combined pill um and i think i tried like two different brands of that and then they had to take me off because i was getting migraines so then they moved me to the progesterone only pill i tried like five different ones of them um one of which would give me a water infection every month one of mm. which gave me I a four-day period, <clears throat> which was very disgustingly long. It sounded like bleeding. you said a sexy four-day period. <laughs> oh, it was not sexy. In any oh. like, um, lucky nil. <laughs> no, sixty-four That's horrible days. Oh my god. Um. So then I was like, "Well, what do what do I do? Because I'm don't want the implant." Mm-hmm um so they're like oh you can have the depo injection I was like oh okay that's fine so I was having the injection done getting on with it quite well it stopped my bleeding completely um my mental health was fine um everything was all good but I went from a size 6 to a size 16 and for someone who danced for eight years had a crazy high metabolism it was just a lot Mm -hmm. and I 
that's when my mental health started declining not because of the injection but because of just what it had done side effects yeah yeah Yeah. so and and I was trying to lose weight whilst I was on it because I went back to the doctors they were like oh we'll just try and keep like more active and stuff whilst you're on it see Mm -hmm. if you can lose the weight and I didn't everything I was doing wasn't working so as soon as I came off the weight dropped off yeah so that was what it was from um and also what I didn't like about it is although you know to anyone having something stop your period sounds incredible sounds like absolute heaven it just didn't feel natural every every month I still had a bit of pain like nowhere near as bad as what I've got now yeah but I still had a bit of pain and then it felt like I don't know if I can explain it is that it was like building up each month like it was being mm. yeah. yeah that's kind of how yeah. I feel I think that's why I'm because I take my pill like continuously now yeah I almost feel like I should have a break because now I'm just bleeding whilst taking the pill because my body yeah. just needs to like get something out I feel like it, like exactly. I think you get bloated as well don't you because your yeah. your body's just like yeah I'm not able to it's actually anything. a known fact like I call it my little coil pouch but yeah I I came off of that um had a little bit of break for a while and then went back on to the progesterone only pill but again that wasn't doing anything and because I'd had the break of not having anything mm. and then going on the progesterone only pill we're being the same as when I was off the pill mm. and the pill was also affecting my mental health I was like well I may as well just not be on anything yeah yeah so I'm completely off of contraception now and I have been for I think it's like three years mm. and it's honestly the best thing I've ever ever done like I didn't think it was aff- affecting me mentally that much but Neil said he's seen like a massive difference my mental health as a whole like I've I've, I've got like depression and I've got social anxiety but if I've got it under so much more control yeah definitely yeah for sure it doesn't help when your hormones are going crazy like it's so hard to control like your mental health when your hormones are just taking over Um, exactly yeah and I I kind of wish like you know there was a contraceptive like hormone therapy that would work for me Mm. that would like help a bit but I've tried so many different brands that it's like there's not really much more I can have and they tried pushing the coil with me but personally it's just I couldn't I couldn't yeah. have the coil I don't like the idea the same as the implant I don't like the idea of there being a foreign body yeah yeah inside of me and if, if I yeah, know it's that it's there no if I know it's there my brain would just no yeah I have to say like when I have my coil put in when I came because as I said I had it under anesthetic because I was really really anxious um when I came around and like going home from the hospital I the pain that I was in for like a month I literally yeah. felt like my body was contracting this thing it was trying yeah to, no but it, it does is, yeah it does it's trying I to push that. this like foreign object out of you because it's not supposed to be in it's, there yeah it, no. it does it tries to you literally get contractions because it's trying to push it out yeah it's horrible and it's I just remember like how that felt and like how I felt sick every day with the pain and even though yeah. I get that with my endo, like I just don't want to have to, I don't want to put more stress on my body, like to have Definitely it done all yeah. over again. So that's why I'm like really anti having another one put back in because not only am I going to be like, I know recovering from surgery and the coil will be like the same pain, like pretty much I'll just be pain in pain, but I'd much rather just let my body recover from the surgery than have to also yeah. worry about having something else yeah. put inside of me. Yeah, um, for sure. But going back to the injections, I've heard that a lot from a lot of people that it does like the weight gain is 
crazy and yeah. it just it happens so fast like yeah. scrolling through my camera roll of, and you could tell when I first got the injection to like because you have it done every what is it like is it three months yeah I think it is yeah, yeah. Like but you could you just see it just I can I balloon really fast yeah yeah it's so but it's, it's just a horrible feeling yeah that is horrible yeah and that's the thing um is endometriosis treatment is so different for everybody else yeah definitely. for everyone like something that works for me doesn't work for you guys so I think that's really important to yeah exactly yeah. kind of highlight yeah. is there's not one no thing fits all yeah you know? um we can only give like our experience yeah, yeah. Our, per- our personal experiences we can't and th- this is where it gets hard with when it comes to talking about like endo topics in terms of medication and when it starts yeah. getting like scientific yeah. is that we-, we can't, we're not doctors. We can't tell you what you should and shouldn't take. No. We yeah. Can just 100%. Tell you our experience. Yeah, exactly. And I think hearing that all of our experiences are different will put a little bit you like your mind yeah. at rest because at least you know that just because it doesn't work for me doesn't mean it's not going to work for you and all yeah. that kind yeah, of stuff. 100%. So it's just being aware of that. And then, you know, like- also you, if you, you are also having like all these issues with uh, the yeah. injection or the coil or the the pill at least you know that oh actually like maybe I could you're try not something alone. different yeah. yeah you're not alone like it's so varied for everyone and I feel like you know your body the most Definitely. yeah so like if you wanted to try the coil like go for it try it but if you're like leash and you don't want it like you that feeling would make you anxious then don't do it like yeah, there's other options yeah. it's patient and I feel like I feel like gynees definitely do push the coil on you a lot because i don't yeah, think i do. would have asked for the coil no. off of my own back no they did for, for me sure, yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't have asked for it off my own back it wouldn't have been something that i would have ever considered no i mean i'm i'm happy i have it now but yeah. they definitely do like to push the coil 100 yeah definitely my, my doctor tried telling me that if you like if you have the coil then i'll give you a referral to gynae yeah so like it's such manipulation like I had yeah. that they basically said to me uh this is when I was mm. 17 and I went and I said to the gynae like oh, I'm pretty sure I have endometriosis I've done this research and it all like checks out and she was like mm, 99% you you could have it with with what your symptoms are sounding like but I'll tell you what let's just put the coil in and that'll that'll cure that'll cure it and that'll make things easier for you yeah. I was like mm. yeah Okay. I literally remember when I was pushing for my gynae referral in like 2018 my GP was shit anyway she wrote to the gynees and said like this girl's experiencing period pain because like when we got the letter back it was her letter as well and it was she's like a load of bullshit like just saying that I suffer really badly and so they said to me like they wrote to her back saying like yeah we'll give her a referral have you mentioned the coil but she didn't ever make that referral she literally just sent me in the post the coil information leaflet that yeah. was oh it. my god that's yeah. so bad this is the same guy this is the same doctor that did my urine so oh well i did expect anything less then says it all another it thing all. going yeah. on from kind of hormone treatments is something that none of us have ever experienced but i i'm quite friendly with a girl on instagram um that has has hrt which is hormone mm. replacement therapy yeah um personally that's not something that i would be prepared to do i don't know no. about you yeah. girls no, yeah, um it only has a 45 percent success rate mm. so is so that that's crazy do they use hrt every... when they put you into like an early menopause is that yeah kind of so that and zolex, zolex yeah yeah zolex. it's kind of the same thing yeah um 
it's a very thin line between if it's the same mm-hmm. um I kind of tried to get my nursey head on like couldn't really understand it if I'm being honest but um yeah they're every three months and they basically are meant to put you into early menopause um, but you can stop them at any time and it takes you out of that menopause yeah it's so strange it feels weird yeah so I mean personally that's something that I would currently want to to do um because it only has a 45% success rate anyway and I don't think that 45% because it comes with a lot of risks um so yeah they're kind of every three months or six months so you have Mm. two and then you don't have one and then you have two it's a really weird pattern but it can either be like an implant or an injection yeah. See, uh, the thing with that is that I've heard people talk about it before but like in a really positive way being like oh yeah you get put yeah. into an early menopause it's great because you stop bleeding and all that but then it's like hang on a minute you're getting put into an early menopause menopause is horrific as it is yeah it has exactly. all of its own side yeah. effects yeah. like it's, you're, you're not just 100%. getting a get out of jail free card for no. however long no, you're yeah. 100% or. It kind of it kind of thins your endometrium lining, yeah. which I kind of get why it works, but I also kind of don't because, mm. like, yeah, it's thinning the lining, but the lining's not our issue. It's the growth outside yeah. of the lining that is the issue. Yeah. One yeah. treatment that my mum had when she started, like, suffering bad with her endo and stuff, they did this thing where they're, like, she calls it, like, fries her insides. So it's, like, this wand thing that gets put in and it's like microwave and it like zaps like the lining of your oh yeah uterus. i've heard of that it's, i know it's something it's called like a that sounds hysteroscopy yeah. or something i think i don't i, the his, I don't is it hysteroscopy yeah something like that i yeah. may have butchered that but it's, it's not a hysterectomy it's a hyster no no i yeah, mean like hysteroscopy or something yeah yeah something like that um, i don't, don't know but no she that. said that was that she said that was horrific yeah and it's i think that's pretty much the same as like almost ablating things isn't it because it's like yeah. burning things burning it away and that's no yeah. good we hate ablation don't yeah. get it done we don't we don't like no that. a hist a histoscopy it's hysteroscopy a histoscopy is like just basically an internal examination oh wrong thing then but yeah. yeah she calls it like a microwave frying thing god yeah yeah that doesn't sound great no I mean, it's all good and well if, you know, you do struggle with the lining of your uterus yeah. being, like, really thick. And that is causing you a load of pain. Fair enough. Go for it. But I think but also... For endometriosis treatment. Yeah, exactly. That's not endo treatment. Oh, so no, that's next. HRT. I don't think... I'm not willing to try no. that one. Um, no. And the next one, um, we've kind of touched on the other ones with the other one with, like, um, anti-inflammatory medication. You said about naproxen yeah. and stuff. Mm. Um, so we've kind of spoken about that. Um the next kind of pain relief is opioid based ones um and i know that we all take different opioid based ones i thought that would be good so Mm, for me i take codeine and for me codeine i have to take disposable like dissolvable codeines because they work for me normal codeines can make me a bit sick yeah um so i take disposable ones but they disposable not disposable (laughs) ones dissolvable ones dissolvable ones because but then they have to have paracetamol in them as well so they're basically codeine but they're like a high dose of codeine so you take like 60 milligrams codeine mm-hmm. um i find that extremely helpful codeine is my baseline drug yeah that's kind of what i take and then obviously i take oromorph when i need it but i love my codeine yeah. i'd be lost without my codeine yeah, i, used I to really take wish tramadol. i could take it tramadol makes me feel sick but i will take it if i need to mm. i um 
I used to take cocodamol a lot before I had a diagnosis um, when they just thought I had functional abdominal pain. Um, and I took that a lot <laughs> then. <laughs> that is God. laughable. I know, literally the worst diagnosis. Functional abdominal pain. Um, anyway, so when I... I was, That's I worse take, than IBS. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I used to take cocodamol for that. And um, but I used to find it fine. Like, I didn't really have any issues with it then. Um, and then I stopped taking it. They took me off that and they put me on naproxen, which, as I said, is only really good as a top-up kind of med. Like, mm. I just yeah. take it every day to top up on my tramadol. Um, and then recently, I well, been on and off codeine, but as I've been taking it like the last couple of years, it's just re- like actually really messed with like my bowels and stuff. Like it made me really like constipated and stuff to get my, to the point where I'm literally like, we uh, love constipation <laughs> to the point where I'm literally like unable to go to the toilet for like two weeks, which is awful. Um, yeah. And that's I know kind that's... of the time that I get a text from Grace saying, I'm going to go in, <laughs> chug some Laxido. Yeah. We love Laxido. <laughs> so I took two sachets the other night, did nothing yeah it's so annoying and then um, someone fed me a gluten cookie and that that sorted you right out <laughs> and that sorted me right out clear out for What's days your system? <laughs> honestly really she did your favor yeah I, I woke up this morning and i was flat i was like i have right. not been this flat yeah, in ages and then bam i eat one thing yeah endos yeah. come along now so yeah co- codeine not too great and um, went with much with much arguing with my doctor, I went on to Tramadol, which seems to do me quite well. Helps me get through the day at the moment. Hopefully, I'll be able to come off it after I've had my second surgery, which is actually the 10th of October. So, buzzing Woo! for that. Um, so, yeah, just taking Tramadol, which I get along just fine with. Um, obviously, I think any opioids can make you constipated, but um, it's, yeah. Not, yeah. it's not It's not. half as bad as what codeine did to me. So, I'm quite happy on my Tramadol. Um, yeah. And sometimes take oral morph if I am at a bit of a loss. Oral morphy. Oral morphy. So yeah, I love it. That's that's me with my pain relief. So for me, it's tricky because I've not found like one medication mm. that I've I can like stick to and be like, oh my god, yes, this is yeah. going to save me every single time. Yeah. Like I've I can't have codeine or cocodamol mm-hmm. because it drops my blood pressure for some weird reason and makes me really sick and faint. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't well they gave they gave me tramadol after I had my last op and one tablet I'm okay with but it doesn't really do much for the pain but I take the two tablets and I go fucking loopy (laughs) I was convinced that my bottom lip had grown 20 (laughs) times in size and I was staring at myself in the mirror getting really worked up and I was like Neil oh my god my lips my lips fucking huge That's what so am I gonna funny. do like my lips grow- and Neil was like Alicia your lips fine it's not changed oh it looks god. exactly the same but honestly I got myself so worked up I was convinced and I thought that I could see that it was huge I was tripping it was bad That's crazy but pain-wise so pain-wise I was having a great time yeah I love that but I'm scared to take it again now and then oral morph I can't get it prescribed because my doctors don't like me. Yeah. But when <laughs> <laughs> we all know about that, it's like getting gold. It's honestly like asking your doctors to jump off a cliff for you, isn't it? Like it is. Yeah. But I just you know what? It... Actually, fun fact, I learned this at work the other day because I was talking to one of the doctors about things. Pharmacies, if you ask or your doctors, if you're asking for analgesia for a 
um, diagnosed pain disorder, chronic pain disorder, they cannot refuse you the medication that you ask for. So if really? I ask for Oromorph and they tell me no, I can be like, you've fucking given it to me. They, yeah. they cannot deny you medication. Right, because I had pain. that, yeah, I had that with my. That's actually COVID interesting. Because they cannot refuse analgesia for someone with chronic pain disorders. See, I was, I asked for it, and she was like, mm, "No, it's like got high risk for people killing themselves." I was like, "Oh, yeah, but so does life." Like Jesus Christ, yeah. Also, so does fucking paracetamol. Yeah. I mean, any Sorry. tablet. Yeah, warning, anything. But so does any. Anything, yeah. Anything, yeah. trigger warning. Don't listen to this if, you know. But trigger warning, anything you can overdose on. Yeah. it's um, That's interesting to say. Like, I know that there's yeah. with, with opioids, there's like an addiction thing. But at the end of the day, like... <laughs> If you're gonna if you're gonna be in loads of pain, you'd probably so more likely feel uh, loss and feel really low in mood than you would if you had something that would relieve that from you. Yeah, like not, yeah, strange. So yeah, try that leash. And because you've taken it before, it's not like you've never taken it, and you've just woken up one day and like, bam, I want some yeah antibiotics. <laughs> yeah, you've taken it before, you know it works. Yeah, and if it therefore can avoid it's a pain you... management that works for you, they can't deny you of it. Yeah, love. <laughs> okay so we are back after our little technical difficulty of alicia's boyfriend fiance taking up all of the internet and her fucking off yeah um we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna finish like we usually do with a question um today's question we're gonna answer just one because it's kind of one that we all want to answer so it's um how do i go about being diagnosed and what's the easiest way um i think if you've listened to any of our podcasts, you would have known that being diagnosed isn't easy. Um, it takes a very long time, but I feel like just hold your ground and stand mm-hmm. your ground. And it's hard, but that diagnosis makes it all worth it. So yeah, my advice is just hold, like, you know your body, record everything, like, even to the amount of, like, clots that you have when you're going through being diagnosed, because it's questions that I ask you. They'll be like, oh, is it clots? How much blood are you losing? How much pain are you in? What have you taken? When did you take it? And, like, yeah. just kind of document as much as you can. And, like, I literally remember I had, like, a whole notebook, my first guy in your point, with everything. Mm. Like, even, like, include, like, your sex life and the pain you have after sex or the pain you have while you're having sex or yeah. how long it takes to get pain after you've had sex. Like, they're going to want to know what size your underwear is and what's in it. Like, they're yeah. going to want to think about you. Literally. So I just think just document everything and just keep, like, if your doctor's being a bitch, just keep going back because yeah. the more you bug them, the more they're likely to sort of be like, oh, for fuck's sake, just have just have your like, yeah, equipment there. Definitely. Um, I'd say do your research because sometimes it's great to know more than the doctors about the condition. Yeah. Um, also, one I really want to say, because I saw someone put up on their Instagram about having an MRI and it came back all clear and that's it. They, they haven't got endo and all of this stuff. Laparoscopy is the only way to oh my god but so many people say it and even i got told when i had an like an external ultrasound oh we can't see anything so you don't have it internals oh we can't see anything so you don't have it like that is all fake news you have to have a laparoscopy to diagnose um yeah if it's really really like everywhere like sometimes they can see it on an mri but the the most reliable way to diagnose endometriosis is through a laparoscopy it's the golden standard exactly and let's just say that kind of who you want to be looking as an endo specialist because sometimes even yeah like general gynees can't find it and when they're not looking in the right areas because it could be hidden underneath the bowel or hidden no exactly in the different areas of the pelvis so you know don't don't be disheartened if you're having all the symptoms and it 
it's your MRI, your ultrasound to come back clear. Like you need that laparoscopy. Like as horrible as it is to have to be cut open to look for something, like it's so worth it because it just gives you yeah. the answers. So like you need a good a good person who knows what they're looking for, and you need a laparoscopy because the other things just aren't reliable sources for diagnosis. Yeah, definitely. 100%. And like and like I've. I think I've mentioned it before, but when I had my first surgery, it was just a general gynecologist. Mm. And when I came out of that, they told me that, oh, I had really, really mild, literally not even like one out of 10 in terms of a rating to endo. But then when I've had my most recent one, an endo specialist did it and he told me that I had stage four. Exactly. Infiltrating. So they obviously didn't look hard enough because it can't have just happened like over. And the gynecologist I just had, like the endo specialist, shout out Tim Hookway, we love him. Um, he literally said, I don't think that they even looked deep enough. And he said that they're not even qualified to be allowed to go in deep enough. They can only look at endometriosis as like a surface superficial. Yeah, and they that's can only why, choose superficial endo. That's why they then ablate yeah. it. And ablation yep. is not good. It needs to be no. excision because excision that was is so much better. The only other thing I had that I was going to put in here yeah. is I had my endo ablated in my first surgery, mm. which really shocked me because when I went into that surgery, I didn't really know about like the two different yeah. types. Yeah. yeah. So when people were like, oh, why do you have it ablated? I was like, that's kind of, I, don't, I didn't really get a choice. Yeah. Um, but it explains why my endo sort of come back and yeah. it's bad. Because it literally yeah. a year two years it after could have I had been my like surgery so much deeper but they obviously yeah. just didn't look they just burnt the top off they, exactly. so that's why you've got it and like with me I had half and half so I had like three areas excised and three areas ablated and yeah. I honestly do believe when you have ablation it just comes back so much quicker because yeah. they, they're not looking deeper like they're not looking past that yeah. surface level and I think that you're more likely to need further surgery like each year or each 18 months if you're having it ablated if you can opt for excision do that and as we said laparoscopy gold standard for um diagnosing endometriosis yeah don't listen to anything else yeah especially not urine dip tests yeah no they're the most reliable way (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ alicia god urine dip tests and uh external ultrasound are the two most common oh, yeah, ways to find course. endometriosis of course but like you, you never have it like endometriosis is all fake like, yeah, make yeah. It it's up. fake news we made it up we post things we cry online for oh, don't we, we just, <laughs> just want to make money even though we're not making money <laughs> yeah we <laughs> tell we do. tell people to lie about their um symptoms so Fuck that they you, can get BBC. the diagnosis that they want Sorry, da- what one? What? Fuck you, the sun and be no, daily. No, da- no, no, daily mail. Daily. Well, fuck you, daily mail. <laughs> also, if you, I don't know if that petition is still up, but there yeah. is a petition. We'll link it. it. Yeah, we'll, we'll it will link it on our um Instagram page, Instagram our waiting room Instagram page, and it. I will um, put it on our link tree. Yeah, yeah, and it's a petition to take down that Daily Mail article that was so rude and vile Disgusting. and horrific and actually written by what I assume is a woman. Um, what I assume is a Karen. Yeah. Fuck, um, I assume Karen. is a fucking bitch. We're all just making it up and we're all just like hit, got this like crazy hysteria about our ang- like anxiety and all this stuff that we're just making it up to make money and cry about it on the internet. He's a 10, but he works a Daily Mail. Mm. Yes. Minus <laughs> a million. <laughs> he's a bitch he's definitely a j name isn't he yeah you know what do you know what really annoys me is the fact that she will know someone 
who has a chronic illness because of how to, common yeah. they are. She yeah. has to know someone who has yeah. endo. She has to know someone who has. Yeah, I feel fucking sick. Well. Imagine if her children have endo. She's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. so fake. Well, yeah. fuck you, Karen. You're yeah. fake. Name Emma and James. shame. Fuck Name you, shame. Emma James. Name we hate you. Daily Mail, if you're listening, you're an awful, awful news platform. You don't even deserve to be called news because you're fake. What? Daily Mail, you're so shit. I've never seen a good article from you in my own fucking entire existence. No, no. You're full of bullshit. You live off of people's misery. Yep. And uh, frankly enough, I fucking hate you. They're called the Good daily night. the daily bitches. Yeah, exactly. The daily fuck up. <laughs> That's my life. I think um, honestly, like who who actually approved that is so vile. The pictures that they took of like the TikToks and the posts are all awareness posts. Like I have got pain right now, right? Quite bad pain actually, right? Why like, stop lying? You... Why are you being <laughs> You're such a liar. Up? You're just trying I'm to make just money. lying about it. You know? Also, can I just say that like if anything, we're actually in debt with this illness because we're having to pay for private appointments and private exactly. surgeries. Exactly. Do so... you know how much it costs <laughs> to have endometriosis? No, I'm sorry. Do you know how much it costs to have endometriosis? Nine pound twenty a fucking prescription. Luckily I have oh, a prepayment card. Yeah. But I need to get that. Yeah, mate, when I went travelling and I had to get all my chronic illness meds. It cost me a hundred pounds. Fuck off. Well, guys, thank you for listening to our third episode. Can't believe we're already on our third episode. It's crazy. It um, is crazy. all. We hope you're loving them all. And obviously, we'll keep putting question boxes up and stuff. If there's anything you'd like us to touch on as well, that'll be good. Let us know. Um, yeah. We do want to start um, getting guests on soon. So we're going to put out a little form fill out if yes. anybody wants to get involved um and then yeah we'll arrange that all and get people on and talk to you it can be you can you don't have to have endo you can have other chronic illnesses um yeah it'll just be interesting come and educate to, us yeah come, come yeah talk we'd to love us, come to and learn teach us about your like chronic illness and stuff it'll be really nice to kind of have a little awareness spot for you to kind of speak about it so um we'd love that um but yeah hope you all enjoy this episode um we love you all very much and thank you all for the support as usual remember to follow us on instagram and tiktok um guy waiting room and we'll see you next week thank you Later. bye guys bye, bye. bye.